We don't want to wait. Don't want to wait. Yay. Don't want to wait for ten freaking seasons of super of a uh, super Smallville. <laughs> no, that's even more. That's like what are we on season thirteen? Maybe God, you man. are. I jumped the boat, man. I, I, I'll get back to that. <laughs> but Smallville, yeah. we finished season one. Yeah, in, it was excellent. In under a month. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, right. If we keep doing this. Uh, we'll be done with it in, well, that would be nine more months. <laughs> do we want, uh, what are we going to do? What's the plan? <laughs> well, we're just going to keep watching until we find out what, when iZombie is premiering and, uh, we'll make plans around that because, uh, okay. we don't want to wait. Hey, did you get some, uh, get a shipment from Canada this week? What? Coffee crisp? Mm. Oh no, I didn't know. I did not. You didn't get a shipment. I got a shipment from a uh, friend of the friend of the pod, uh, Jen. <laughs> no, I did. I figure she's waiting until the weather cools off to send mine down here. <laughs> That's to probably it. Hades, <laughs> where it's hotter than Hades. Yeah, it was so funny. I was just like, I was get my stuff together. Gonna get back on the exercise. Get get on the diet again. Oh, yeah. Canadian candy. Well, <laughs> well, but I got something better. I got Canadian people. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, Illyrio, Christine, and the kids came through and brought me coffee crisps. Okay, so that's what it was. See, I thought you got a care package, oh, you too. thought you got Jen. No. <laughs> I got Illyrio's coffee crisps. And... I, I like at five o'clock in the evening. I want I want something chocolatey, mm-hmm. so I eat one. And then at nine thirty, ten o'clock at night, when I need to be asleep, I'm like, <laughs> you know, my skin is crawling, <laughs> can't sleep. Doesn't affect me like that. I don't know. It just tastes delicious. So. Oh, I know there's so lots. <laughs> uh, all right, so maybe we should stop talking about candy and get into the good stuff here. Um, uh, Smallville, last three episodes of the season, season one, and as you said, it's so good. And like I've been saying, I'm so happy that you love it so much. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, let me tell you, I love Lex. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited to see Michael Rosenbaum at Dragon Con. I'm like, I'm going to curl my hair. Mm-hmm. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to make sure I look good. <laughs> Like, what am I going to wear to meet Michael Rosenbaum? What am I going to wear? <laughs> you got to go up to him and be like, oh, you have hair? <laughs> I know. It's going to be so weird. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I look forward to seeing uh, an awesome photograph with him, and I'm sure you'll post it in our group. Uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash Dawson's group. <laughs> uh, <laughs> people have been joining up, too. Um so we've got so much to talk about tonight, uh, and I can't wait to hear about your when are you, when are you going to Dragon Con? Is it next month? Yes, next the month. end of August, beginning of September. Awesome. Uh, by the way, Labor on, Day weekend on my Smallville calendar, uh, it is a Clark Kent month in August. I have uh, I, within sight Clark Kent running in flannel. What season? Uh, I believe it's from season four. He's got a beige jacket. Which is just, I don't know, I guess it's more of the farmer thing than the Superman Uh thing. But anyway, uh, yeah, so we should push through these uh, first two episodes so we can get to the season finale. (laughs) Yeah. Crush. 
The one where the love tri- triangle really revs up and Adam Brody shows up to kill Principal Kwan. <laughs> where Dave Rogowski shows up to kill Suzuki. <laughs> Dave Rogowski, is, uh, is that his name in the OC? No. I've never seen the OC. That's so. his, <laughs> never have I either. He, that's his name in Gilmore Girls. Gotcha. Okay. He's in a lot of things. He's got a really long IMDb uh, list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lex's name is Alexander. Yeah, that's what Lex is. Alexander. Short for. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Um. You know, it's the whole Alexander the Great thing that Lionel is obsessed with. You know, oh. ancient history and throwing your kids in with lions and crushing them. And speaking of crush, um, the word crush works well with this episode. So we have Justin's hands that are crushed. He crushes Principal Kwan with his own car. He's got a crush on Chloe. And it seems that everybody's got a crush. Like, Chloe's got a crush on Clark. Clark's got a crush on uh, Lana. Yeah, uh, Clark, is, Clark is like, oh, somebody likes, oh, dang. Chloe? That's Chloe. <laughs> somebody likes Chloe. Maybe I like her now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And Clark's not crushing on Chloe. Lana's Lana's all of a sudden being like, "Oh, hold up, <laughs> hold up, wait a minute." Uh, you're supposed to like me, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it's cool because I, I like uh, I like that Clark is you know willing to admit right to Lana like, "Oh, I'm I, I'm a bit jealous of Justin," you know. Yeah, I was surprised to see that. Yeah. I figured he would be like, oh, no, I don't like Chloe. We're just friends. <laughs> to, uh, to you know, keep the door open there. Uh-huh. And that's what he kind of admits to later, I think, in maybe the next episode, um, where he's like, well, if I do some sort of public thing, like take Chloe to uh, the form. It's just the formal. It's not the prom. It's like. Yes, yeah, the spring formal. Spring formal. That's right. That'll, meet, that'll be like an official closed door to Lana, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, all right, well, what did you think about uh, Justin Gaines? I, the, my first note on him in this opening scene is that he, sh- he needs to go visit the Ancient One. Because <laughs> he's got, this is like Doctor Strange. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's tragic that he is an artist. He draws and mm-hmm. he can't draw anymore. I mean, that's sad. I always, you know, it's. I think it's always so sad when... Singers have to have their vocal cords operated on, mm-hmm. and you just think that's their livelihood. That's their that's their thing. Mm-hmm. Or an actor. What if an actor couldn't speak? You know, just that would be sad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting. I like a good uh, scary elevator scene, and uh, mm-hmm. especially when like somebody's limbs get lopped off by a, an elevator, <laughs> trying to escape an elevator. I thought it was funny though, like the the girl is so like like scared to death, like get out of my way! I can't believe I'm stuck in this elevator with you. How my I I I did this to like it, it, I don't know. She she just acted like you know all all pretense is gone. She is getting out of this elevator as quick as possible, and uh, she does not have any care at all for this doctor. Uh, and as you know, he helps her out, and then she like grabs his hands, and it's like, and they see the elevator falling, and it's like, let go of his hands. <laughs> like obviously, <laughs> something bad's gonna happen, but nope. <laughs> so, 
Um, we had uh, Schuster's Gorge last week. We had the uh, B girl fall in the Schuster's Gorge, but this week there's mm-hmm. a mention of Mayor Siegel. So we have both uh, Superman creators' names dropped in the series now. The mayor is Mayor Siegel, Jerry Siegel. So. Oh, what I want to know is where is uh, okay the farm where Lana wanted to get on top of the windmill and the same is that the same field where uh, Chloe is? That's the next episode though, Obscura. <laughs> yes, you're skipping ahead, but I did like McAllister's farm or something like that. Uh, it's some it's something somebody's field. Maybe it's McAllister's field. I didn't I didn't write it down. But anyway, back in this episode that we're trying to. <laughs> Um, They all kind of run together Yeah, yeah, yeah Um, Especially when we're binging them, you know Um, Pamela Jenkins we meet here Who used to be Lex's nanny And uh, like almost I know for the longest I was like Is she his aunt? Is she his Is she his his mother's girlfriend? Uh Who is she? (laughs) Yeah Uh but this is a nice little subplot, a little dig into uh, uh, Lex's history, you know. Yeah. This sad little boy that's constantly left alone, you know, and the father who never wants to spend time with him. And, you know, obviously Pamela got a little bit, like, Lex loved Pamela too much, so Lionel had to get that out of his, get that out of his house, you know. That must be, mm. it's his boy. Um, so. Yeah, and then the thought of... A child loses his mother, and you would think that the child would be um, uh, okay. I'm sorry, I've worked all day. I can't think of words. <laughs> a child would be um, embraced by his father. Uh, yeah. uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know. That he would have his father to rely on, to lean on, mm-hmm. but no, no, not this father. Not Lionel, no. Um. And, yeah, of course, Lionel is still trying to push uh, Lex away from Pamela by saying that she's a user and somehow because she's dying of cancer and looking for forgiveness, that that's a that's a bad thing. Like he's out. It's a weakness. Yeah, it's a weakness. So cut it right out of your life. But luckily, Lex makes peace with her. So that's nice. Um, I don't know. It's just, you know, like it, it, it's not not a big part of this episode, but, you know, it's something more about Lex's backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a, a woman. It's not. Yeah. It is a woman, but it's not a love interest. Yeah, yeah. So Justin has telekinesis. Um, I didn't catch how he got telekinesis. Was it? He just basically said like he like. I don't think there was actually meteor rock involved. He said that he was laid up after the accident, and all of a sudden started. Controlling things with his mind. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. No. <laughs> uh, I do like that he's drawing the flaming crow's feet comic, and if you look at the comic that he's drawing, it is like a crow. It's like that mascot that um, uh, that kid who was being elected was u- was using it as his own um, campaign uh, mascot. Paul. Paul Chan. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. So this mascot, I just love the fact that, like, you know, are we to assume that Clark 
when he becomes Superman, he's like, what do I do for a super suit? Like, well, there's that big giant crow that wore a, a, a pretty cool suit back in my high school. <laughs> like, I'm going to be the crow. I mean, uh, what is a better name? Superman, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, some other stuff here. Oh, so Justin, so Chloe has a, I, I, I kind of liked, you know, too bad Justin's a psycho, but because I, I like seeing Chloe happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the, you know, his whole scene where he's like, I, I thought of you when I was in the accident and I fought my way back to sit, to have one, one chance with you, you know, and they kiss and everything's floating around them. I was just mm-hmm. cute. That was cute. And Chloe's line of, uh, believe it or not, I've seen Stranger Things. So Pete's seen Hamilton and Chloe's seen Stranger <laughs> Things. So <laughs> I've heard so I'm, I'm going to start calling, calling these people out liar, as liars, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Hiro Kanagawa uh, is I, – I, I read a little thing from him on Krypton site – uh, his quote about this episode is, uh, there must be a universal law that I have to die a horrible death on every show that I'm on. I accept this <laughs> as my life. Anyway, it could have been a lot worse. I'm happy to have survived the Killer Bee episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think about, you know, flash forward, you know, 16 years and he's being blown up in a uh, zombie uh, uh, char- charcuterie. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um... What else? Uh, Chloe's on this, uh, like, sh- what'd she say? Men are from... Uh, oh, God, the men are from Mars, women are from Venus thing. Yeah. That's dated. And then Clark is like, yeah, and then Clark's reading the book. Lex is, scoffs at it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, Chloe's knocked out with a horseshoe. Clark blocks a chainsaw and somehow it doesn't rip his shirt. <laughs> oh yeah, that was great. The the chain just kind of like explodes into hundred pieces. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, Justin is it's a cool it's like a cool superhero move moment. Uh, Justin throws Clark with his mind, and like a second later, he's tapping yeah. Justin on the shoulder, and then throws. Yeah, him. that was great. Uh. And then I wrote, I, yeah, Chloe has this tearful hug with Clark at, after the fight, and um, uh, I just wrote down, when Chloe cries, it's almost like Willow. <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, she's really great, especially in the next episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. we'll wait till we get to that part. So, it finally happens at the end of this, and it's funny because, um, uh, did you watch the commercials that I posted in the group for these episodes? Mm-hmm. The one for this episode is like, and and all of a sudden, like a, a regular, a regular cast member uh, from Smallville dies oh, or something like that. Yeah, what a, some, one of Smallville's own yeah. would perish or something like that. <laughs> I was like, okay, are we talking about Whitney's dad or are we talking about the principal? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's all. It's like, well. We've seen because I think they were talking about the principal, <laughs> but they showed the the funerals, the scene yeah. of the funeral of Whitney's dad. Mm-hmm. 
Greg Beeman says that's the most beautiful scene of the season, that funeral scene. It really is. Yeah. With the rain and with with Lana and Clark looking at each other mm-hmm. in the rain. And then Chloe looking at Clark looking at Lana. Mm-hmm. And I was worried that you'd be upset by it because Clark's standing by that angel again. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that angel. <laughs> but he's an angel. I don't like that angel on the Mm, okay. Uh, but about Chloe's reaction, uh, Greg Beeman said, Allison is the go-to girl. Always go to Chloe. She's always doing something interesting. So. Mm-hmm. I noticed that, that they do edit. Uh, they, they end on her a lot. She does good reaction. She does good exposition. What else has she done? Like, I haven't looked at her IMDb, but I've never seen her on anything yeah, else. I don't know. She she's I, I, I follow her uh, uh, on Twitter and she's been posting Instagrams and like just doing like artsy projects like around my area, like maybe like 10 miles away from me. And I just feel like being a creeper and like going down and because there's this uh, there's this place called Mass Mocha that's uh, probably about 10 miles away. And it's kind of like a contemporary arts. It's like Museum of Contem- Contemporary Arts um, thing. She's she's been around there. I was like. She's so close, but I'd go ten miles away. Yeah, I'd go. Yeah. <laughs> what would I say? I'd be like, "Hey, will be on my podcast." Yeah. Remember me? I I awkwardly interviewed you with a bunch of other people uh, about seven years ago at a con. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Crush, uh, best needle drop of the episode, of course, is during Whitney's dad's funeral, which is Eva Cassidy's cover of Time After Time. Time After Time is a great mm-hmm. song, um, mm-hmm. as well as... Even though everybody has covered it. Mm-hmm. Uh, All Through the Night is another great song of hers that uh, I believe Josie and the Pussycats did a cover of <laughs> on Riverdale. <laughs> but anyway. Obscura! The one where Lana becomes the freak of the week. How surprised were you? I was shocked. I was like, how are they going to undo this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like a, uh, they pretty much it, like tied her. She she was tied in with uh, somebody else. And, and after that, somebody else that she's tied in is killed. Then like, that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down a camera obscura literally means darkened chamber. It is the term used to describe early devices for projecting an image on a screen using either a lens or a pinhole. So this mm. episode opens up with some beautiful horseback riding. Um, mm-hmm. It is This is a place along the U.S.-Canadian border. There's a road that goes alongside mm-hmm. it called Zero Avenue. They have to shoot it, shoot it just right because they don't want to show the mountains in the background because this is Kansas. Mm. <laughs> but I love how this is this is like perfect freak of the week origin story, you know, like oh she gets exploded with some meteor rocks showered about her. So of course, freak of the week. <laughs> and it's spooky. I mean, it's really really spooky. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the you know the buried alive and. Will oh. will Chloe be saved in time? And of course she will because she's in the main credits. <laughs> but you know, it was really spooky. It was scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chloe and gets abducted. And Douglas did it. Oh, sorry. I just knew it. Douglas did it. Aaron Douglas, but he didn't. Yeah. I know, but I just knew he did. But he didn't. I know. 
So how did you know he did it even if he didn't do it? That's what I was confused about. You said that to me while you're you – No, I just me. knew he did. I just knew he did. I was like, oh, Aaron Douglas did it. Yeah, but he didn't. I was expecting – You were expecting know, him to but do I it. I was expecting Aaron Douglas to be the villain, right. but he wasn't. That's a, that's a big surprise <laughs> was, in this episode. <laughs> yeah, he was the uh, – just the other guy. The thing, the thing that makes you think that it is, but it isn't. The what you call it? The uh, oh man, people must listen to us and know, be like, you know that what? word vocabulary. I know what you're trying to come up. With. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm tired. I've worked a million I'm tired hours too. Uh, sorry, folks. Um, uh, I, red herring. Red herring. Red herring. There herring. Sure, Maltese Falcon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love the scene with Jonathan and Clark in the uh, 50-pound bags of fertilizer or like <laughs> yes. feed. They're loading the feed, and Jonathan's struggling to load the the bag, and uh, Clark is picking them up just like three at a time, and it's like, thud! It hits the, you know, it looks like it's filled with styrofoam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are, that's, those are some amazing props there. I mean, one is definitely a feedback, and the other, the other like three are like probably filled filled with hay. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 a classic Smallville scene. I think uh, I like that Martha is a big uh, Clark shipper. Uh, she's all about like just let Lana go. She's with Whitney. You gotta. You, yeah, you gotta take Chloe to the dance. Yeah. What about Chloe? Yeah. You gonna pick up Chloe? Chloe, 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 Chloe. <laughs> Chloe. <laughs> um, yeah. So Clark, uh, let's see. He punches the tractor. Oh, Chloe's abducted. He, Clark punches the tractor. Jonathan doesn't tr- tr- select still. What else? Uh, punches the tractor. I don't remember that. Yeah, he's like, well, I know that. Jonathan has the check mm-hmm. and uh, Clark's like, you're going to go cash that check? I have it right here. As mm-hmm. soon as we deliver this feed, I'm going to go cash this check. And I thought, you're not going to cash that check. <laughs> yep. And then they discovered that uh, Lex is excavating some property. And I'm like, where's the corn? There's no corn. <laughs> There, we see the corn in the pilot. There's no more corn. I've told you about the corn. It's too expensive. <laughs> um, yeah. it's, it, you usually see it in the distance as CGI corn. <laughs> uh, so Okay. Uh, Eddie Cole is, is played by this guy named Frank Turner. And I, I thought that was interesting because um, uh, Annette O'Toole was in the miniseries It. And she played... Um, Beverly Marsh, one of the kids. Mm-hmm. Well, as a grown-up, she's the grown-up version of the kid. And uh, mm-hmm. her father was played by uh, Frank Turner, who was like this horrible, alcoholic, abusive father. Um, so, but that was interesting. Uh, oh, Clark and Chloe met in eighth grade, and so I was like, "So the sticking, they've only been friends for a year." Wow. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Because when they say like, "Oh, they," you know, they met in eighth grade, you're like, "Oh, that's that's such a long time ago." Oh, that's Look at when these they were kids. kids yeah. Grown up teenagers. <laughs> no, they're still in ninth grade. <laughs> and this whole cute story of like Chloe like kissing him and like saying, "Oh, let's get that out of the way," you know. And now it's like uh-huh. a year later, maybe, and they're like the closest of friends. I mean, it makes sense, but it, the way it's told, it seems like it's like this distant uh-huh. memory, you know? 
I, uh-huh. I wish they said something like, "Oh, they met each other when they were." When she moved. She moved to town when they were like in fifth grade. You know. Uh huh. When they were more ch- childish, like. Mm-hmm. So Lana's having visions. So call her Cordelia, um, and she says something about like the windmill, like you said. <laughs> I see, I see Chloe at a windmill or something like that, or I see the the, the killer is at the the kidnappers at the windmill. I don't know where where this windmill is. Like she was just there, <laughs> like in Nicodemus. I know Morgan. Morgan was like, "It's that same windmill that you climbed to see the yeah." <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, so uh, Clark pulls Chloe's coffin out of the ground, and uh, just so you know, that was that was great. Yeah. Uh, so you know what goes behind that um, That's all done in one shot um, They have The box in the ground um, Under some like soft peat moss They have wires connected mm-hmm. To the box so Tom like reaches Into the soft peat moss grabs the box And there are like Five other guys off camera Pulling these wires at the same time As he's pulling mm. so it looks like it's just he, The, the mm-hmm. box just launches Out of the ground it's a great effect. Mm. Of course, they probably... Like, it looks really easy. Yeah, and they digitally removed the wires, obviously. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so the soil and da-da-da-da. Clark leaps tall theories in a single bound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else? Uh... Chloe to take credit for finding her bullet deflected into falling mirror. What? What am I talking about here? Mm-hmm. Uh, when they find out that it's the police officer and they're confront- confronting him, he was like, yeah, I was going to solve her disappearance, her kidnapping. And then so now I'm going to I'm going to solve your murder. Mm-hmm. So he was going to kill. Oh, Lana. Yes. And Clark, like, deflected the bullet or something. Yeah. It was at a carnival because he was the, uh, you know, like the night watchman at this carnival. Mm-hmm. And I wrote jumping midriff, midriff, because he's jumping and his shirt comes up it's for the uh, for the Tom Welling lovers out there. Uh, this is the first time we hear the sound that bullets make when they bounce off of Clark's chest. That's a Smallville trivia fact oh. for you. And if you notice, okay. there are holes in his shirt. <laughs> so chainsaws cannot pierce his shirt, but bullets can. So. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I thought it was particularly morbid, though, that Lana is connected to this guy and she actually sees him get shot in the face by Sheriff Ethan and dies. So, um, but it was pretty cool how that how that ended. It just cut to black. Yeah, and boom, Lana doesn't have any powers because she's not connected to anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, done and done. Yeah, some other things about this are just Roger Nixon has been watching. Is this the one where he blows up the car, the truck, or is that the finale? Yeah, that's the. Finale. I think that's in the finale. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he is at carnival and he knows what's going on. Yeah. He was peeking when uh, he was watching Clark lift those fl- feed bags as well. Um, yeah, and he and Chloe have this nice scene in the barn where Chloe says that she's going to spend the summer in Metropolis interning at the Daily Planet. And Clark asks her to spring formal. And Chloe is so charmed and like 
like so thankful for this moment that she's just like, I'm just gonna walk away now and just savor this, you know. And I just wrote, dude, kiss her. <laughs> like that is, mm-hmm. and she's so sweet. What is wrong with you, Clark? Yeah, she's trying to control her, contain her smile. Yeah, like you know, she's trying to uh, contain her excitement. Right. She's so happy. Again, it's like we're not Nobody's getting married on this show right now You know, you can date other people And, you know, I mean It's like, uh, whatever Anyway, Dr. Stephen Hamilton uh, Finds a octagon Fragment and says it's nothing Like uh, anything on earth And a uh, Superman fans might realize That the writing on it is very Kryptonian Um, Mm. uh, And then we see At the end of the episode, there's an octagon hole in the ship. Uh, The only needle drop I have written down here for this one is uh, the song that's playing while Clark is talking to Lana in his loft. It's called Just Another by Pete Yorn. I honestly forgot how that song goes, so, uh, but I I know I liked it. (laughs) I mean, there's very few songs that I haven't liked right. in the show. Mm-hmm. I wasn't crazy about the song in the Amy Adams episode, Cravings. Uh-huh. That first song, I wasn't crazy about that, but I have no problems with 99.9% of the music. <laughs> I don't remember what song that is, so <laughs> to look it up. <laughs> Not now. we got to talk about the finale. Tempest. Okay. Oh my gosh, this was fantastic. The one where the tornado hits Smallville. (laughs) Because, okay, the dread of the tornadoes, the storm coming, like all through the episode, the wind, like the the episode starts out fine and how Mm. Lionel says, oh, it's a nice day. And, you know, everybody talks about how the storms are coming and then the wind starts picking up and the wind gets harder Uh. and harder. And just the dread of the storm coming is, you know... is the same as the dread of, oh, my God, Clark is going to break Chloe's heart, mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, the, 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 the reporter is getting really close. Mm-hmm. He knows everything. You know, just Tempest. Lex is lying yeah. so, so hard. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's uh, through the, throughout the season, Lex has lied to Clark, but he's kind of covered his tracks and it but now Lex is like all, full outline mm-hmm. and deceiving the the Kents mm-hmm. uh Tempest is a violent storm it's also something that says about like major events like emotion strong emotions um, yeah strong emotions mm-hmm. Uh, the showrunner, showrunners had always planned to do a tornado episode of Smallville. Uh, oh, yeah. In Kansas, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said they heard a radio story about a tornado hitting a school on prom night. And so they thought that would be a good story. And like you said, it's, it builds, it builds, it builds. And Greg Beeman, the director, said they really did a lot of planning on how to build the storm as the episode goes on. Because I think... You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of, you know, like just knowing it's called Tempest, um, maybe if you see the promos, you know there, there's there's a storm coming, there's tornadoes coming. 
I wonder how it would be to go into this completely fresh and be like, wow, it's really blowing around in this scene. What the heck? You know? And then just have it completely <laughs> take you by surprise at the end, you know? These gigantic tornadoes. Yeah, where these three tornadoes merge into one mega tornado. Yeah. <laughs> no sharks at all. But... We have to definitely talk about the first scene, which is amazing, set to uh, Stabbing Westward's uh, What Do I Have to Do? With uh, mm, Lionel, so Lionel landing his helicopter. Lex is just like, hey, we've pulled everybody out of here. I'm not sure. He's like, oh, I'm going to give him a motivational speech. He's walking around, good to see you, good to see you. And... Uh, and uh, just completely like fires everybody, blames it on Lex, and just is like, you're coming home, son, gets back in the helicopter and takes off. And it's all like within that one song. It's really well done. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like how well shot it is, you know. It's pretty cool that the beginning of the tornado episode starts with Lex just sitting there and the wind like whipping about. And it's the helicopter causing it this time, but it's like a foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. So everybody's upset. Chloe's dad's out of a job, and Jonathan's like, "Of course, see, <laughs> all this time yeah. I haven't trusted the Luthers." And oh, just so the road to hell paved with good intentions. So Whitney's uh, enlisted and is shipping out like that weekend. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess he's a senior. <laughs> oh, th- yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay, Lon is a ninth grader, so he's a senior. Yeah. And also, now that his dad's been sick and uh, died, he's a much better boyfriend. <laughs> well, and know, now that he's leaving, he's a better boyfriend. He's been a uh, he's uh, he's been through a lot, and I guess that's really what's justified some of his uh, crappy behavior. Um, and I don't know. I like that. Um, I like that he and Clark have a moment. Uh, yeah, that was nice. Where he apologized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knew he had done some bad things. That actually was Eric Johnson's last scene as a Smallville regular. Oh, what? Not saying anything about whether he's coming back, but he's definitely shipping off to the military. So you kind of expect that he's not going to be a regular cast member in season two. Wow. Are you you really surprised? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I had no idea. He was going off for summer camp and it's going to be back. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I just, you know, uh, this, oh my gosh, this episode, you're like, what's going to happen with Whitney? What's going to happen with Lana? You know, well, because Mm -hmm. Clark has promised to look after Lana for Whitney. Yeah. So it's like saying, okay, I agree to not go after her Mm -hmm. while you're gone. Yeah, that is a, uh, that's a, that's a tough choice there. (laughs) That's a tough thing. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of like, I don't know. Should I even compare it to the crappy Amazing Spider-Man movies? Just the fact that, you know, somebody makes makes you swear something before they die, you know, and Whitney essentially heading off out of contact, out of reach, you know, not able to actually have a real relationship with Lana and just swear, making Clark swear that he's not going to, well, not that, he doesn't make him swear that he's not going to go after Lana, but it's just like, please look after Lana, which means as a friend. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, that was his. And because Clark is so uh, honorable, Clark yeah. will not go against his word. And uh, 
and yeah, he said uh, Eric Johnson said that uh, you know since that was his last scene, um, he channeled a lot of the emotions that he was feeling. Oh, it was great. Yeah. I liked it. Um, and he said, I, I think I read somewhere that he said that you know this is the kind of this is the Whitney that he wanted people to see. <laughs> and, Instead, of the slamba Whitney. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and this is a Whitney that. You know, you you see these interviews with Kristen Kirk, uh, you know, talking about Lana's relationship with Whitney. She's always defending Whitney, you know. Like, Whitney isn't that bad of a guy. He's just troubled, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alan Miles came up with the idea of sending Whitney off to war mid-season one. They said they did not want to kill him off. They wanted wanted him to come back, and they wanted to give him a heroic send-off. So, Mm -hmm. there you have it. That's all I need to say. Um, hmm. Wow. Let me let me backtrack. We're, I don't want to cut right to the formal already because, um, well, let's see. Uh, Clark uh, sees the paperweight or sees the the, the octagon fragment, and he says it's a paperweight. But like when he talks to his parents, uh, he knows it's from the ship. That's which is interesting. Um, oh, this is where the truck explosion happens too. Yeah, that was shocking. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was really happy. This is a. I think this is the first time we see Clark planting fence posts, and I always like seeing those in Smallville. He's just the fact yeah. the power of shoving a fence post into the ground. You know, <laughs> something that would take somebody uh, a week to do, he does in a few minutes. Yeah, he just sets them up, no problem. <laughs> um, and just the, how crazy that is, and then. Getting in the truck and just boom, and they noted they know also in this scene or the scene after that he doesn't have any bruises from it and that his body must be getting stronger with age. Mm. So like they're explaining away the whole, you know, he was bruised by the time he got shot up by Lex, but uh, yeah. So Lex is trying to get the residents to buy out the plant with their mortgages, and so Lionel- I think this is. What? I'm sorry, what? So Lionel goes ahead and buys the bank and says, I'm going to foreclose <laughs> on them if they miss one payment. I mean, it's just like chess back and forth, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I thought, all right, Lex. Okay, that's Lex is, he's, you know, a grown man making decisions, yeah. figuring out how to beat his dad. He's dipping his into dad. his trust fund oh. from his mother or something. That too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Lionel. Um, the theme of the formal the spring formal that i saw on the school wall wall like i think chloe and uh chloe and clark were talking is emerald knights which is actually a a green lantern reference by the way ah clark gives chloe a kiss on the cheek oh because she's worried she's worried yeah um I'm just I'm just so full of dread for Chloe. Her heart is going to be broken into a million pieces. Uh, so Roger has been. <laughs> You're not acknowledging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I mean, we all know Clark's going to be with Lois Lane in the end, right? I mean, this is a Superman story, but uh, so I won't. I'm not going to give away anything. <laughs> Uh, all I know is at the end of this episode, Chloe turns around in the formal and Clark is gone. <sighs> Which is, hey, uh, it's that it's her through the whole season. 
Clark is just running away from Chloe, mm-hmm. leaving her standing there. Um, you predicted Clark would wear a red tie with a blue cummerbund, and he talked about it. <laughs> he talked about a red tie that would have really clashed with the pink dress. Yep, yep. What'd you think about the dress? Oh, I love it. She looked gorgeous. Uh, I do have some trivia about it, though. Oh, what? Um, Allison Mack had some difficulties <laughs> with that whole ensemble. Uh, she said she had some Jimmy Choo shoes on, so I suppose you know what those are. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. okay. Sex in the City, Jimmy Choo. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yes. You're, Big you're deal. speaking Klingon to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking girl. <laughs> she said she could have broken her ankle walking around in the gravel outside the Kent farm <laughs> uh-huh. during that scene. Uh, she also said that this thing was strapless, of course, with a long train. And uh-huh. as they were running into the school from the storm, Tom kept accidentally mm-hmm. stepping on it, bringing the dress mm-hmm. down further and further. <laughs> she doesn't really admit that anything worse happened there, but she's, it was just some difficulties. <laughs> I can imagine. I liked the dress mm-hmm. because it was different. You know, it, did you see compared to what the other girls were wearing? It was it was non-traditional. It was odd. Hmm. Okay, I didn't like notice. I just know that she's just beautiful, and whatever she's wearing is a dress, and it looks <laughs> cute. So I'm glad she can represent that side of the conversation. <laughs> Uh, I like the little cute car that she wasn't got. There, her, was, oh, sorry. Wasn't there a Jimmy Choo shoes in popular? Sure. I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> what, uh, what about car? Chloe's car? Said like Chloe's car. Chloe's car is very quirky and non-traditional. A teenager, you know, has a car like that. Yeah, I wonder if she, like, rented that. Because, you know... No, she had that back uh, in the episode where Lana got poofed in the face by the flower. <laughs> oh, really? It's like his, yeah, yeah, she's drove that car the whole season. Wow, is I'm not sure if that's a classic or not. I'm not even a car guy, so my my you know I'm I'm not even good on the masculine side of uh, things. So uh, I don't know anything about Jimmy Choo's or what kind of car. Actually, I read on the car it said Ford Falcon, so I knew it was a Ford Falcon. So. Uh, oh, we skipped over Whitney and Lana have one last dance. Um, mm-hmm. That was nice. Two, of course. She can't. He's telling her he loves her and he wants her to wait for her. She can't bring herself to say she'll wait for him. Right. Hmm. So, and I can't blame her. Look how she's been treated this whole season. And also, she's you know going into tenth grade. <laughs> She's not about this. She shouldn't be expected to settle down and wait for somebody. Uh, yeah, but, you know, when guys go in the military, somebody to be at home waiting for them. Yeah, it's a good thing, but, man, I don't know. It's almost... But not when you think about how young she is. Yeah, yeah. Being a senior in high school dating a ninth grader, I don't know. It's so funny because, uh, you know, I think about that and then I think about how my wife is five years younger than me. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess it's oh, different yeah. when you're under My husband was in high school and I was like in, you know, in junior high school. So, yeah. <laughs> um, 
What? Oh yeah, the the song of, that they play is "Lifehouse is Everything," which is a callback to the pilot, which is mm. cool. So they go to the bus station. Um, Lana gives Whitney the necklace, so that necklace is gone. <laughs> mm. And they have a uh, tearful hug. And the wind is sure picking up. Looks like a storm's coming. But who cares? Because Remy Zero's here. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I like these guys. That, that made me... Ah, LOL. <laughs> because I remember, like, this song was, like, several years old at this point. Yeah. Which is probably why they're playing a, a Kansas high school gym. <laughs> you want to hear the hit? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they played Save Me and it's great because it's like, I'm, I'm fairly certain that song goes on longer, <laughs> but they played like the Smallville theme version, which is edited and it like stops at the, yeah. So, uh, and they played Perfect Memory again, both great songs, both already been a needle drop on this show before. They're already on my playlist. Um... Remy Zero says they couldn't believe it when they uh, asked them to do that. Um, it said it, it said it introduced them to the unusual way they, that um, TV shows film live music or movies as well, I suppose. They said that most of the time, how they film it and then they play the they film it and then they play the music later or something. <laughs> yeah, if you couldn't tell, they weren't playing live. <laughs> like, the song sounds perf- like it, exactly like it does in the opening credits. Um, mm-hmm. And they said that most of, the, most of the time it was completely silent, so they could record the dialogue. And they said other times they had, mm-hmm. they had to actually play and play loud. They said it was very really crazy, but a lot of fun to do. And uh, so I got some trivia on Save Me. Uh, it's a little extra tidbits for you because Sa- oh. Save Me is the best. Um, Tom Welling says – It is what great thing so. <laughs> Tom Welling says, it's such a great song. It gets you going, gets the excitement level up to start the show. And um, Algo says uh, – Lyrically, it obviously works. We wanted something with a male vibe. The other WB shows had themes sung by females. Uh, we looked at songs by different artists, but with Save Me, the feel was good, the lyrics were good, and when we put it up against a cut title sequence, it played really well. So yeah, Save Me is the best. Oh yeah, I'm so glad it's not that uh, song, the uh, composed song at the end. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's so that's boring. It's good. Yeah, it's a good superhero theme, but it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's just like it would be such a quiet opening to this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, great tornado effects. I really liked uh, seeing the birds flying away as Lana's driving, and then all of a sudden (laughs) stuff starts getting crazy. The triple twist. I like. Oh yeah, I like that. Early in the episode, Clark tells Lex, "Yeah, the storm's not so bad if you're if you don't get caught out in the in the open." Yeah, and then Lana is caught out in the open. There's nowhere for her to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just crashes a truck on the end edge of a road, and just like nothing around her <laughs> but tornadoes. Um, they said the production brought in the fans that they use in the movie Twister. <laughs> Oh, I can see that. So they could really whip it up. Um, and it's fa- in fact, okay, so uh, let me put a pin in that. Um, 
So in the next scene, uh, Roger Nixon finds the spaceship, and Jonathan and Roger fight. Mm. And as it turns out, this disc is some sort of key. And as soon as it goes into the hole, uh, the ship just turns on and lights up and hovers. And uh, um, let's see. Well, Jonathan like runs after Roger. It's this really scary scene where Martha's down in the basement, and you know it's like seeing Wizard of Oz as a kid and seeing like the you know looking out at the storm. You don't want to run out into the storm. And being stuck there and having the person that you love like run out into a storm like that is got to be terrifying. I'm thinking that Annette School really sold that. Yeah, uh, I, I am. I you know so full of dread. Mm. There's so many. I can't wait to watch the next. You know to start season two because <laughs> does Jonathan survive? Mm-hmm. If he does, what about Roger Nixon? Yep. What is what you is know, he going to do? Roger Nixon. What is he going to do with knows, all that information? Yeah. What if Jonathan? What if Jonathan is uh, feels like he has no choice but to do something to Roger? Like that's how mm-hmm. I feel. I'm so afraid that Jonathan might do something to to uh, Roger Nixon. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, spoil people like we spoil Battlestar Galactica all the time. But there's <laughs> something something that happens with Giles at the end of season five. I'll just leave it there. Right. That. <laughs> yeah. Also, mm-hmm. what kind of information is going to come out of this spaceship? Yeah. What is that going to tell 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 Clark Kent about himself, his mm-hmm. history? What I mean, there's so much. <laughs> this has set up so much. Like, I'm just dying to know. I know. It's like, crazy. What, what about Lana's future? What about Chloe's future? Is Chloe going to have to go back to Metropolis <laughs> with her dad? I mean, what about... Th- Oh my god, and we haven't even talked about Lex and Lionel. <laughs> well, we did at the beginning. <laughs> but, yeah, but now hold, okay, hold, at hold, the hold, end hold. of the episode I know, but like let me let me finish the the, the Jonathan and Martha stuff <sighs> here because I got trivia here. Okay. Okay, so like I said, they brought in those high power fans, right? And uh okay. so uh so there's that scene where Martha is yelling after Jonathan as you know, after he's run out into the storm. And the wind is just like mm-hmm. blowing through, and those are like the the Twister fans that are blowing at her. And they had like a you know special effects guy also on the set, you know, who's like in charge of you know leaves and stuff like that. So he's like throwing leaves into the fan, and the, all the leaves like blew into Annette O'Toole's face. And Greg Beeman had to like stop it and he like screamed at the special effects guy because he didn't realize you throw some dry leaves into one of those fans, you're going to cut up somebody good. Those things are sharp. So and uh, they blew right into the netto. Luckily, she was fine, but you know, there was he, Greg Beeman got pretty pissed about that. Well, that's like a helicopter. Like, you know, you see people holding their head down mm-hmm. when they when they approach a helicopter because a helicopter at Blade blows the dirt up into your face. Yeah. You get dirt in your eyes. It's yeah, not pleasant. Yeah, that's where they're saying in like the article I was reading, like any anything blowing about in high speeds like that is dangerous. <laughs> so, Could be dangerous, yeah. yeah. Uh I did want to note before we get into the scene, um uh, the last part in the form, semi-formal, there's a spring formal. I'm an idiot. Spring formal. The assistant principal that runs out on the stage. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, is this like a, uh, 
you know, a Buffy thing where we get a new principal all the time. <laughs> One dies, we get a new principal. Is this the new principal? Uh, this is uh, his name in the credits is assistant principal. <laughs> He's played by Scott Bellis, who is a Vancouver actor who's most famous for playing Max on the X Files, re- 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 recurring character. Um, he's like, mm. remember the, the guy who got the seizures and would get abducted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess. He, okay. Several <laughs> times. Remember, he was in that whole plane sequence where the plane like got stopped by the alien ship and he got pulled out through the window. <laughs> anyway. He interrupts a kiss that was about to happen. <sighs> and of course, Lana, you know, as soon as uh, the assistant principal says something about a tornado... Clark runs off. So Lionel shows up during all this to threaten to bury Lex and ends up getting buried himself. <laughs> a pillar falls he's, on him. He's trapped under a pillar and then like a broken beam, jagged beam could fall on his head at any second. Mm-hmm. And Lex is having thoughts of should I should I rescue my father or not? Yeah. You could just tell. He 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 can rescue him or he cannot rescue him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was this whole thing. I didn't want to write down every single bit of trivia, so I didn't really write this down. But he he had to uh, – uh, Michael Rosenbaum had to take you know several takes of this scene because he just was trying to get into the feel of it. I don't know. He, I, apparently, John Glover like took him aside and you know got him in the right tra- frame of mind. So And so what we see is the final product. Uh, but it's yeah. Is he going to help his father, or is he going to let him die? You know, that's another cliffhanger. Yeah, because because uh, Lex has like blood in his eyes. Yeah. He can't see. <laughs> <laughs> it's really freaky to see like just that face, all, like that bald head looks freaky as it is. <laughs> <laughs> that blood running down its face as well. <laughs> so three twisters turn into a huge tornado as Lana is hiding in the truck and. Clark shows up just as the truck starts lifting off, and she's screaming for Clark. Clark screams for her, and then Clark runs into the storm. To be continued. Were you like, no, come on? Yes, I was freaking out. I was like, I can I have to watch season two right now. <laughs> you didn't, though, did that you? That was a no, Good. no. It's a fantastic ending. I mean, so many. Th- I mean, that's a finale. Mm-hmm. That is a that's a finale. That's You've got to tune back in mm. for season two. Smallville's got some great finales. Um, John Schneider is quoted as saying, I truly believe that the final hour of the first season of Smallville is the most well-written, most well-produced, most exciting hour on television so far in the year 2002 on any network. So there, CBS. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he took a dig at CBS. Maybe I, was Dukes a Hazard on CBS at the time? Yes. Okay. I mean, not at the time. I mean, yeah, back was, back in his back in the day. Yeah, it was a CBS show. Um, yeah, I mean, the the pilot and the finale are both fantastic. Oh, so good. Um, best needle drops of this episode that are not already played in earlier episodes. There's got to be that stabbing westward song. And there's another song mm-hmm. called Breathe by Greenwill that played um, while Clark was doing his fence planning and it led, leads into the truck explosion. I just like that song. Mm. I like when Lex comes over and, uh, and ties 
Clark's bow tie for him. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's a very nice uh, brotherly scene. Uh, if you want to look at it that way. <laughs> Did you want Did to you review that she... video that was posted in our group? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Tim, how Tim described it about... There were unicorns. There was Clark giving birth to kittens for some reason. What? There's uh, Michael Keaton at the end. <laughs> it was a very satisfying video. It was a <laughs> just what I wanted shipper to see. video. Yes, it and was. It was called I Swear. Was the song I Swear playing during? Yes. Okay. It's I did not wonderful. Watch it. That's just what I needed. It was all of the little moments, especially like when Lex comes over and and helps Clark get dressed for the, the spring festival. All those little, I mean, hugs and pats on the back uh-huh. and glances and smiles, all edited together to, to make it this, look like yeah, yeah. <laughs> to make it look like uh-huh. all that stuff that's going through my mind anyway. <laughs> Uh, the only last bit of trivia here I have here, I'm sure I'm going to have a lot more um, once we start off season two. Um, but uh, summer during the summer of this uh, between the seasons, Michael Rosenbaum films "Bringing Down the House" with Steve Martin and Queen Latifah. I've never seen that movie, so hmm. that's really all I got to say about that. All right, so we got to we got to do some talking. First off. Episode of the week. Which one is the best? Oh, the finale. Uh, Most definitely. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're all good. Mm-hmm. Obscura is very good. Uh, Crush. Eh. Yeah, it's okay. I thought Obscura was was cool because it was different. You know, we have mm-hmm. Lana getting another getting a, a meteor rock power, and uh, just like this cold blooded killer. Yeah, a, a real villain. Yeah, who's not like. Infected by kryptonite, he doesn't mm-hmm. have superpowers. Um, so, crush definitely the worst of the week. But yeah. was it the worst of the season? <laughs> Shall we discuss? No, worst of the season. First, I, you wanted to like go through the season. You wanted to. You wanted to talk about. The- well, I mean, I couldn't just talk about the best and the worst because there was so much in between. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I really loved. I really liked the episode. Uh, what was it? Hug? No, Leech. Yeah. Leech. I really liked seeing Clark weak and somebody else have powers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that was super interesting. No pun intended. Of course. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I really, I really liked Crazy, even though it was campy <laughs> yeah. and. Freaky, but I don't know. I just I, maybe because I like Amy Adams. Uh-huh. Maybe if it if it was anybody else, Craving wouldn't have been as good as it was. I think so. I think st- I and even the producers said that you know in the, in the trivia. Um, I was sad that Zero didn't hold together for me. Um, as yeah, as I remember it was that was like a definite. I mean, it's cool for the Lex story. You know, mm-hmm. when you like go uh, when you see like Clex. Uh, God damn it. Lex <laughs> being interested in making ma- being matchmaker for Clark and Lana and mm-hmm. teaching Clark how to kind of push his way through to becoming Lana's boyfriend and take no prisoners approach. And here in this episode, you know, him toying with this couple, um, 
ends up with people getting killed. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, it was kind of disappointing. It could have been better. I liked, um, mm, I don't know. I liked Top Head and X-Ray. Mm-hmm. Some classic episodes. I really love X-Ray. Actually, I I ended up making a. a I ended up <laughs> do okay. Um, so my top three. I mean, it's it's tough to do. I think Stray was a, was a was a very good episode. Yes, totally. Top three. Whenever we do this at the end of a season, and this is good that we're doing this. We didn't really ever do this before for other shows because I don't know the, the teen dramas that are just dramas. They just seem to kind of meld together, and there's only like a couple yeah. of standouts. You're like, oh, that's the one where la da 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 da. Um, these ones are, you know, even though it's a kind of a serialized story, there's this is the one with the. We're a Clark XX Ray Vision. This is the one where the flower squirts Jonathan in the face. Uh, <laughs> you know? So it's good that we can do kind of uh, our favorites. Oh, anyway. Um, so I wrote down a top seven. <laughs> 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 because the thing is, it's like obviously number one and number two are Pilot and Tempest. And they could be flipped uh-huh. around. Um, uh-huh. It's got to be that. And mine. So, so it. I don't know. It might be the same for. I, I'm worried that it'll be the same for every season, but I, I haven't looked too deep into the episode guide to to determine that or not. I just want to kind of rewatch these without looking ahead too much. But um, so I, it's almost like the top two are obviously going to be the season opener and the season closer, and then then we get into the actual top five <laughs> or top three or whatever. So number three is definitely Rogue. I, I think Rogue is my favorite. Besides, uh, mm-hmm. what did you have at number three? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you didn't even write a list. No, That's I cheating. just I just told you which ones I liked. <laughs> you have to say which one you like the best. Uh, Leech, uh-huh. Stray. I don't know, <laughs> and Cravings. Okay. Yeah, I. It, I'll just I'll just read off my list then. Uh, so, Pilot, Tempest, Rogue, Leech, Nicodemus, X-Ray, and Stray. And, and okay, now I can tell you stopped. which ones I thought were bad. Okay. <laughs> my worst is Reaper. Absolutely. Yes. The worst. Reaper and uh, Jitters. Yeah, you really didn't like Jitters. Jitters was terrible. Mm. And Zero... It, it was kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what else? I liked Hourglass. I just, it, I didn't like it enough um, to put in the list. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about Hourglass. Yeah. Shimmer? That was, that's down. Like Shimmer. Sh- yeah, Shimmer. That was pretty good with the uh, the kids of the twins or the brother-sister of the maid. Kinetic uses uh, a lot because of the whole special effects being taken away <laughs> that's uh, the yeah, uh, walking was... through the walls yeah mm-hmm. i don't know drone 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 was right. not it could have been better yeah. good good guest stars but yeah. could have been better yeah i mean you know a lot of them have some good stuff yeah you know even uh the one where's the one that uh where, where uh, jonathan and um Martha go to Metropolis and Clark has the party. I just I like it when kids have <laughs> that parties. That was jitters. 
That was jitter. So even, you know, the weak ones have good stuff in them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, even Reaper, there was, I don't know, I, I thought there was some good Martha stuff in there. Yeah, and I do – I was not expecting to like Martha as much as I – but I love the Martha and Clark and Jonathan scenes. Yeah, those are parent scenes. I love it. Um, yeah. All right, so we we talked about – we could obviously talk about the episodes more by – me reciting off to you the Smallville knockout count of season one. Uh, so I pretty much put these just our main cast members, okay? So, um, Steph, can you tell me who was knocked out the most in this Jonathan. season? Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> Incorrect. He was what? only knocked out three times. Can you name one of the times he was knocked out? Or any of the times he was knocked out. You seem to think he's knocked out a lot. Uh, was he knocked out in Nicodemus? Yep, he faints from his fever and uh, and after shooting Clark. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he was knocked out by the hothead coach. And, of course, in mm. the pilot, in the truck crash during the meteor shower, he's knocked out for a moment. And then he's hanging he wakes up upside down. Uh, so three times he is in fourth place uh, for the amount of times being knocked out. Now there's a three-way tie for fifth place, a two-way tie for fourth place, and then there's first, second, third. So it's not Jonathan. Who do you think? Lex. Ding, ding, ding. Lex was knocked out the most times in season one. Wow. Can you name any of the times? <laughs> in the finale. No. Uh. I don't know. He was hurt in the finale, but he wasn't knocked out. Hang up the phone. We're not answering it. We're not answering the phone. Hang it up. Stop calling. We're not answering the phone. We're busy. We don't have to. There's no contract saying that we have to answer the phone. The phone can ring. Why do you have a house phone still? Just take it off the hook. Because my kid doesn't answer her cell phone. And my kid doesn't wake up in the mornings. So the phone, the house phone is the alarm alarm clock. Gotcha. Okay, back to Lex. (laughs) Okay. Lex was knocked out the most. Mm -hmm. He was knocked out. Eight times. He was knocked out in zero. I know that for sure. Because then he was thrown. By by Jude, yep. Or the guy that was looked exactly like Jude. <laughs> All right. Whatever. You want me to go through it? Yes. Okay. So in the pilot, he was knocked out twice. He was knocked out as a little boy by the meteor. <laughs> he was also knocked out when he drove his car off of Low Bridge. Uh, mm. So that's two. He also was knocked out twice in Shimmer, uh, both times by Invisible Jeff. Um, once after finding the watch and once after interrogating Jeff, I believe, uh, the, the other time, another times that Lex has been knocked out, he was knocked out by Clark when he was, uh, shooting an Uzi at him <laughs> in Hulk. Mm. In Nicodemus, Clark shoves him into a wall and knocks him out. <laughs> and in Stray, he's thrown from a moving vehicle and comes to on the side of the road. As Clark's coming up to him. So eight times. Can you name the second most? Do, do, do. 
Whitney? Chloe? I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Lana was knocked out seven times. Wow. Uh, in Metamorphosis, she's knocked mm, out in yeah. her cocoon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In X-ray, she's knocked out twice, choked by Tina, and also from asphyxiating in the coffin that she's put in. Uh, in Hug, she got knocked off her horse off camera. Mm-hmm. Nicodemus falling from the windmill, and in Obscura, she was knocked out twice by the gas main and when she was kidnapped. So seven times. Chloe is number three with five times. Kinetic by Gangoons and crushed by a telekinetic horseshoe and three times in Obscura. She's chloroformed when she's kidnapped. She's sedated uh-huh. with that green goo. And then uh-huh. inside the coffin, she gets knocked out yet again. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's kind of like pass out from asphyxiation. Yeah. It's definitely a knockout, though. I mean, it's, just, it's not the physical act of smashing someone in the head, but. <laughs> You're saying lose consciousness. Lose consciousness, yeah. Uh, even Clark's been knocked out. Can you guess how many times he's been knocked out? Three? Two. I don't know. <laughs> like you're going like to know this off the top of your head. He was knocked out by Sean Calvin and Cool and by Eric Summers and Leach. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I don't want to read all these stats off, but it's pretty fun. Uh, okay, so Can we go watch season two yet? Can I tease you? Want some teases? Okay, sure I've got four teases for you Okay we are- Will there be more Buffy actors? <laughs> yes uh, Sarah okay. Michelle Geller shows up <laughs> As Wonder <laughs> oh, Woman she does, she does not <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, Yeah, Buffy left the network <laughs> And Smallville came and, and blew up the scene And Sarah Michelle Geller is not coming back to the WB To guest on Smallville I can guarantee mm-hmm. you that Okay uh, Season 2 We have a new superpower Can you guess mm. what new superpower it might be? Mm. Or not guess But you know Predict or Do you want to Is it going to ha- I just think it has something to do with rescuing Lana But I can't I don't know He, he doesn't fly He's got X-ray vision. He deflects bullets. Bullets doesn't don't hurt him. Uh, <laughs> I can tell I you. That, I can tell you. You're very close. And I'm just going to share a giggle with the Smallville uh, super fans and just say it does have a lot to do with Lana. <laughs> okay. Uh, next tease is someone. Wait, wait. Let me go back. Uh, wait. <laughs> it has to do with Lana. <laughs> I don't think you're going to guess it But when it happens you're going to be like Oh yeah (laughs) Of course Uh, Okay I don't know The the next tease is someone learns Clark's secrets Oh Lex Okay A flashback happens to the meteor shower Nothing you can Oh we go back We go back to the beginning We go back to see what was going on with that meteor shower we see more about the ship. See. We see a flashback from the ship's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> and my final tease for you is we also get one of the best special guest stars they have ever had. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's really subjective. I mean, there's a guest star in every episode, but man, such a great guest star. Dean Kane? I ain't saying nothing. 
All right. I just don't want Jonathan to die. Uh, well, you don't seem to remember Superman in the movie very well, so uh, I won't spoil anything for you. I know. <laughs> Next time on We Don't Want to Wait, I guess you can now predict these uh, these by the episode titles. We have some more three oddly named episode titles, or not oddly, but, you know, vague. The season premiere is called Vortex. Because we're in the middle of the... Tornado. It's very tornado related. Second episode's mm-hmm. called Heat. So Clark gets heat vision. Mm. And he melts Lana's clothes off. Mm. <laughs> 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 and burns her and sends her to the hospital unit. It counts as another knockout. Um, and the third episode is called Duplicity. Duplicity. Ooh. Lex is lying. He's being duplicitous. Mm. I'm just going to tell you right now, and uh, I, you know, I don't want to tease you, but these episodes are huge. So, <laughs> okay, I can't wait. Me and Morgan's going to go. Wa- I got to go to bed. <laughs> I was going to say, man, we're going to go watch them right now, but I got to go to bed. We'll watch them when we're in New Orleans. Yep, yep, yep. And we'll record. We'll be recording next Thursday. Uh, we actually have that date uh, locked down on the calendars. So, folks, if you're Trying desperately to keep up. I am sorry. The name of the podcast is We Don't Want to Wait. <laughs> so, uh, so long, Smallville season one, and on to season two. Goodbye, Whitney Fordman. Fordman? <laughs> yeah. Fordham? Fordham? Ford, Fordham. Fordham? Okay, Fordham. Fordham. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. Love up and away.